Hello, and welcome to episode 56 of the Digital Theory Podcast. This is a show where three regular dudes talk about video games and assorted geekery. This is Mark, and as always, I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Ryan and Micah. What's going on, guys? Oh, not much. How you doing? Welcome back. Yeah, it's just been living, a minute. Just living the dream. Yeah, welcome. I hope everyone had a uh, fantastic holiday season. I know I did. I know I got some time to do some gaming. I think Excellent. you guys did as well, based on some of the texts I saw. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, had, had quite a bit of time to get a little gaming in. <laughs> it's been nice. It really has. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody just needed some downtime, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, uh, back to reality, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Um, back at it. Uh, I know on my end, uh, this these last two days of this week, recording on a thursday so thursday today and and uh, tomorrow um is exams and we have exams all of next week as well so back to the uh daily grind for me yeah so you get after exams we get some time off again though no um after exams we well we get martin luther king um day on that monday Mm -hmm. uh and then we're back uh, work day on that Tuesday, and then our new semester classes start Wednesday. So I'll have, you know, what ninety plus new students uh, in two weeks. Ooh. Yeah. So this sucks. Is- so you, so the students are basically coming back from Christmas break to take exams, and then immediately starting. Yeah. The next semester. Oof. Yeah. 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 It's not ideal. Um, not ideal. Uh, I, I think most teachers and I think most students agree that. It's it's uh, in everyone's benefit to take exams before you leave on the break and then you just come back and start fresh. Um, but the powers that be uh, in the state capital seem to think otherwise. So uh, it is what it is. Wow. That's wild. Yep. Yeah, that my heart goes out to you. Yeah. Micah. Well, you know, it's really not that bad for me. All I have to do is grade them. I, it really, really sucks for the kids. So. Um, I feel I feel kind of sorry for them at at this moment because it's not it's not a whole lot of work on me other than I made I just finished making my exam and then I have to grade them all. But other than that, it's kind of kind of not not much going on. So (laughs) it's weird. Oh, 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 oh. Uh -oh. that is is very unprofessional. (laughs) Me, I apologize. (laughs) <laughs> hey it's taken a while to get back in the saddle isn't it? it has yeah man yeah. it's uh it has been a minute been what two weeks yeah we took a yeah. little bit of time off yeah so but in order to uh you know have some stuff to talk about we had to right for sure i know uh i know ryan uh, and mark talking to you guys i know the weeks before we led up to that break you guys were pretty slammed ryan with work and mark you had your finals yep so yeah yeah it's, it's definitely nice. enjoyed the uh the break to the fullest extent possible. Good. Uh, well, let's dive in, fellas. Say, Should be a good week. Well, who wants to go first with the news? Um, I'll go first because I have some really good personal news. I know it's probably going to make some people sick with jealousy uh, out there, but um, as of literally yesterday, uh, I was able to score a NVIDIA 3070 um from a best buy drop so i have that coming to me uh i got it for msrp 
uh, even though it is being sold on eBay and Amazon for quadruple that amount. Um, so I actually got it for market price, which I just happened to be sitting on the Best Buy website looking at something else. The drop happened and I was able to snag one out of my uh, saved list. That's pretty sweet. So I'm very excited about that. So I will have a fully upgraded rig uh, so that I can actually start playing some of the new PC games on it. Yeah, I was yeah, going to say, exciting. you've pretty much done everything to that PC now. Yeah, you? so now I'm ready for, yeah, I'm ready to, to drop in, you know, games I've always wanted to play on PC, but just haven't had the horsepower to do so. So Witcher uh, 3 in uh, 1440p is coming up. I'm going to play some Cyberpunk on the PC, I think. Um, wait for it to go on sale again for 20 bucks. And um, yeah, there's a lot of lot of stuff I'm looking forward to. New Warhammer. Yeah, uh, feel like Ghost of, Tsushima, Ghost of Tsushima was on PC. Oh, man. That'd be fantastic. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later, though. It, it's not a new year unless I start off talking <laughs> about Ghost of Tsushima. So That's right. we'll get there. But yeah, I got a, I scored a GPU, so I'm super pumped about that. Yeah, you're actually making me a little jealous. You know, I thought my 2080 Super was uh, top stuff, but I guess yeah. I'm fading away here each year. Well, I think, uh, honestly, I think the 2080 Super and the 3070, I think they're neck and neck in the benchmarks. Okay. Um, it just happened that I got, mine is considered a, well, at least the price when you're playing market value is considered a more of an entry-level GPU. But we'll talk yeah. about how, it kind of matched it. It's one of the news stories I have. We'll talk about the uh, upscaling wars uh, in the GPU uh, area of gaming. Okay. Well, I have something, you know, one of the articles I was going to talk about is, uh, did you see that Intel confirmed their new chip? I did. Uh, it was at the same, it was CES. And yep. it was, I think it was the same day that AMD uh, confirmed the next uh, Ryzen socket. Okay. Well, I don't... Four. Or AM5, AM4? I think. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, this one, I was reading about it, and um, basically, it's the 12,900KS, mm -hmm. and uh, it's capable of 5.5 gigahertz on a single P-Core wow. and 5.2 gigahertz on all P-Cores. Wow. So, um, we're cruising now. Yeah, we hit, we're over five. I remember when, like, 3.2 was incredibly nuts yeah so i can't imagine what this thing costs i don't i don't see oh, it here God. where they have given any kind of pricing uh they also did not spec out how you you know what's required to run it as far as you know power and cooling. Right. uh but pretty cool i can't imagine the price though oh i know the same with uh the the new ryzen chips mm -hmm. um they are, uh, what's real interesting to me is they, they got a lot of the same specs, of course, five gigahertz and higher on all cores. Um, but AMD is moving to an LGA socket type. They're moving away from the AMD pins on the actual uh, uh, CPU that can easily be bent to a, uh, an LGA um, uh, Intel socket type. So uh, both CPU manufacturers are going to be using the same basic architecture with the uh physical uh construction of their chips uh, i don't know what made them do that but it's it is a better move i think i think it makes them less um, fragile especially for first-time builders yeah yeah you for sure gotta know what you're doing yeah yeah you don't want to bend those pins that that is just that's a 400 mistake 
Whew. Yeah. Four hundred dollars. It's chump change, fellas. Well, well, nowadays, yeah, it seems to be. <laughs> <laughs> With all these things. I mean, my gosh. Yeah, you don't want to pay, you know, fifteen hundred bucks for your uh thirty seventy or whatever. No, I did not. I wanted to pay five hundred bucks for that. Um which is crazy. I can't believe that being, they're being scalped for that much. It's kind of unreal. Yeah. Well, I, fellas, it does seem like the PS5s and Series Xs are getting a little bit easier to get. I um, I, I agree. Did you see the news today from Target? I did not. Yeah, so there was a big Target drop. Um, and what I'm seeing online is most people who attempted to grab one got one from that Target drop. Wow. Uh, yeah. Actually, a local uh, GameStop had a ps5 in stock while i was there the other wow. day and i was going to pick it up for anyone i knew needed it actually asked mark but he he didn't want to splurge on the funds but what gamestop was doing was bundling pretty heavy yep i mean this was a digital ps5 um and before tax they had the bundle up to 840 dollars wow so a little dirty on the gamestop part but you know, and that was you said that was the digital version. Digital version. Nice. They had so many bundles with it. You know, like they had a GameStop gift card, a, the PS Plus gift card. They had right. the controller. I mean, they were just throwing all kinds of stuff on this thing, which I get to an extent, but at the same time, it's like, come on. Yeah, that's that's almost predatory. Yeah, you know, because so, uh, people will get it. They will pick that up. And if I didn't have one, I probably would have, but. Right. No, I was going to pick it up, you know, for any friends who hadn't got one yet. Right. But it um, seemed like here when I, I called w- was good. So, yeah. I mean, there I are, they are the out guy. there. Yeah. So they're out there. It's amazing to me that there was one sitting in the store. Yeah. Like I that's know. nuts. That that never has happened. <laughs> I don't think. So it reminds me of the uh, Switch drop when it first came out. They were incredibly impossible to find. I remember I remember seeing one in the locked case at Walmart um, in my hometown, which is a very small hometown. But uh, I remember seeing it and like not even having plans to get one that day and just saying I'm buying it um, because it was there. Um, luckily, Walmart didn't bundle me to death. But um, yeah, it's very similar to that to that launch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I guess go ahead and dive into your uh, upscale since we're on the, you know, computer uh, tech topic. Yeah. So um, this all came out at uh, obviously at CES where most of this um, hardware news came from. Uh, but both uh, AMD and NVIDIA are touting uh, AI upscaling as kind of the future of graphics. Um, not necessarily to get better resolution, but to get better frame rate with high re- resolution. So um, NVIDIA currently has their uh, DLSS, their deep learning super sampling, um, which from all accounts that I've, I've read and I've seen people talk about, if you have an NVIDIA card that's capable of that and it's a game that's optimized for DLSS, it's almost like magic. Like you gain on average of 20 frames a second, um, which is not insignificant right um and amd really didn't have a answer to that like they had one um it was called a fsr but it never really there wasn't really much to it but they have a new one now uh, called radeon super resolution or rsr and it's doing the same thing everyone's found out that ai algorithms are really really good 
at taking a look at the textures that are being displayed and making them smaller. Uh, and it doesn't take away any of the visual fidelity, but it, it gains you frame rate, um, which is nuts. So uh, that's kind of like the new frontier. I think everybody's going to be competing on is which, which competitor can build the better algorithm. It's very interesting. Yeah. So it's <laughs> instead of, you know, racing for, you know, blistering fast tech, which, which we have, you know, get the new uh, DDR5 memory coming out too, but they're actually using, they're utilizing less like hardware horsepower and more of like a software side solution to uh, push visuals. Man, technology. Yeah. It's weird. It's so wild that we're in a time now where a driver update can can literally gain you frame rate, not just stability on your system, but actual performance in game. Sounds like we could be entering, uh, you know, the golden age. The golden age. Frame rate. We're here. Direct <laughs> performance upgrades. Yeah. Yeah. From a driver update. I mean, from nothing, you know? Yeah. So there it is. It's the one thing on people's computers that they do update. They don't do the, Microsoft security updates that everyone updates their drivers. Not always in a responsible time. No, it's manner, not. If I'm but, speaking from yeah. experience. Well, it's usually when I get a new game <laughs> and it starts to fail to launch. I'm like, ooh, my drivers. I used to I used to wait until like wow would tell me like and have like a little pop-up and be like, Oh wow. Oh, we detected that your drives are out of date and it would like tell you it was gonna impact your gameplay. Yeah. So, so you were that like was always super out of date. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah a third party game is saying dude you got to update your your uh card man yeah i'm not saying it was the best system but uh it worked hey it's a system <laughs> that works you know yeah what does that say if it works it's not stupid what? something like that or if it, <laughs> i always heard if, if it's if it's not broke don't fix it yeah i've heard that one all right. Well, if well, you hear you heard it here first on the Digital Theory podcast. If it works, <laughs> it's not stupid. Mark dropped his uh, catchphrase. <laughs> I like it. Does it does it always work though? I, I don't know. <laughs> well, if it doesn't work, it then to. it is stupid. Right? But if you get it working again, then it's not, not stupid. stupid. Exactly. Yeah. It's a way to recover. Yeah. We'll roll with it. Yeah. <laughs> We'll give you your moment, Mark. <laughs> yeah, I sat on that nugget of knowledge for two weeks. There you go. Waiting, just waiting to drop it. Oh, man. Well, Mark, what about you, man? What are you finding out in the, the wild world these days? Well, did either one of you guys play Bioshock? Or enjoy man, Bioshock series? I played them, but years ago. Yeah, I only dabbled in it. So... The creator, Kevin Levine, uh, in like 2014, I think, um, started his own company, Ghost Story Games, and um, was, you know, going to have like this next big project that would like not necessarily rival Bioshock, but, you know, like uh, take the gaming world by storm like Bioshock did. Um, and then there wasn't really anything heard for a couple of years. Well, apparently they were supposed to Ghost War Games was supposed to have a, a game come out in 2017 that Levine was calling a narrative Lego. And this game was supposed to like 
basically be like the next level of e, like immersion. Like, you know, you could make any sort of choice you wanted and characters react differently. I mean, stuff we all hear today, but like he was wanting to take it to the next level. So like if you, you know, if it like, let's say there was like a good, bad, neutral dialogue option, if you selected it, you know, the good option twice in a, you know, different playthroughs, the characters would still, would still react differently. You know, like it wasn't Whoa. like, so yeah, it was supposed to be like this pretty big, you know, pretty big idea. How would you even um, do that? Well, they didn't. Yeah, and... I was going to say, it's <laughs> insane. According to uh, th- this, I'm getting this story from IGN and it was published on uh, January 3rd. Today's the 6th. So um, three days ago. Um, your sources. I like it. <laughs> got to keep, got to stay honest. I like it. Um, but they, the, the article is titled Bioshock creator Ken Levine's next game is reportedly in development hell. So, not, Martin, based yeah. on your catchphrase, this has got to be stupid. Because it didn't work. Well, it, it depends on who you ask. Because <laughs> um, Mike Snyder, they, they uh, talked to a guy named Mike Snyder who worked on Irrational Games, which uh, you know developed uh, uh, was the studio that developed Bioshock. Um, and oh uh, I'd forgotten about them. <laughs> and um, so, you know, this Mike Snyder guy kind of just. He, he talks, they ask him about Kevin Levine and Snipe basically just says like, you know, he's like unreal when it comes to like perfectionism. And uh, he actually had like a theater background and wanted to be a film writer. So like he was taught like, you know, you just basically throw it out every single time until it's perfect. And so like they would have months of work Ugh. and then Kevin Levine would come in and have new, new changes in mind and they'd have to throw away this, all this work and start over. But Mike Snipe says, the team that's working on this project now um, is optimistic they could see release in two years. But, um, you know, it's a snipe and half of the original team have already left. And it goes on to say they don't have any hope for it. Um, Take Two is publishing it. And they, like, the article talks about how much creative freedom, or sorry, it's Ken Levine, not Kevin Levine. Um, Like, you know, basically had, total creative freedom over this game um and as of now none of that has changed how many now how many years has this been going on um it says uh the original plan was to release the game by fall of 2017 and it was supposed to be a sci-fi shooter like bioshock set on a mysterious space station inhabited by three factions you would think that like the i'm sorry to interrupt you about just came thought came in my head you would think that the yeah. like the shareholders would be kind of like where is all this money going yeah you're talking four years yeah with uh, nothing to show for it and and announcing additional right uh basically saying no there's no end in sight right now right that's what i'm saying so Ooh. you've you've already blew f- past four years and now you're saying well the last paragraph or la- yeah last paragraph says eight years in and many have wondered how long take two will keep this project going eight years yeah man it's starting to sound like star citizen (laughs) yeah dude get a little get a little sus as they say yeah um it also says levine has apparently told staff that ghost story is but a quote rounding error for the publisher of games like 
Grand Theft Auto, meaning Levine will most likely be given all the time he needs to create a new hit that can su- succeed at the level Bioshock has. Well, I guess that is true. Tech T is not hurting for money. But, yeah. I mean, you can't just hemorrhage it forever. Yeah, I mean, I think time, you can look at several different outlets and see that throwing money at the problem never works, never no. seems to work. Or No, it doesn't matter what you're in, business or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's not, sometimes it comes down to a personnel problem. Uh, and it seems like there's a leadership problem. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, anyone would be disheartened working on a project that worked for months only for it to be scrapped. Yeah, I mean, it would be what a useless completely and purposeless scrapped. existence that is. I mean, yeah, wow. and I, you know, I haven't really followed Ghost Story games or anything, but the article, it, it sounds like when Ken Levine and um, the original Bioshock developer and all that closed up and then Ken Levine started Ghost War Games. It sounds like several like original employees that worked on Bioshock came with Ken, Ken Levine, but it was still a fraction of the amount yeah. that they of, of the team that they had for Bioshock. Um, and and he was still wanting he would the, that guy Mike uh, Snipe um, had mentioned that and said that you know they had way less resources, but they they were Ken Levine was wanting to make a game that competed and in other ways outperformed bioshock with a fraction of the budget and team with a, and yeah that. smaller budget smaller team yeah that's never gonna work if he made it work though he'd be a genius right and then if he wouldn't did, be stupid anymore he'd be a hero yeah yeah he's Man. been cruising for eight years on this pro- how many years eight years no four well it, it said they're eight years in. eight years yeah eight years at the in. end of that yeah so Man. maybe he is a genius well, True. No. I mean, he might have figured out how to never have to produce a product, but to still have unlimited funding for said product. Well, right. that in, it, in itself is a genius move. It's an evil yeah. genius move, but it is a genius move. <laughs> so I guess uh, we'll stay tuned to see what yeah. happens with Ghost Story Games. And Maybe we we're the this... fools. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm all. I mean, a narrative Lego game, if that's the term that they're using, sounds pretty sick. I just don't know how you would even you would program that or or record lines for that like how would you how would you have it voice acted unless you had some sort of like ai that did it yeah yeah uh, i don't know eight years in you could just if if you if you had voice actors you could just be like the whole time just like well record this random amount of dialogue today I mean, after eight years, you got to have enough to like splice That's together true. as many conversations as you'd like. Just get someone to say every word in the English language. Yeah, just <laughs> and just put them put them together. I mean, I guess if you have that much time, eight years—that's a, a long time. But, but what kind of a? Oh gosh, can you imagine the amount of storage. Oh yeah, we're talking like Call of Duty size. Yeah, or or double. Yeah, yeah, we might be back. I don't know, man. Double. That's pretty big. <laughs> I think it's what 260 or 280 now. Yeah, I think it's 280. I looked because I was gonna download it the night uh, that that you and uh, the other gentleman were playing uh, the patron, and uh, I was like, "Nah, there's no way. There's no way I could have had it downloaded by the time you <laughs> you guys were like not done." I know it was kind of like a last minute, you know. 
was like, dang, 200 gig. It'd be hours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <You'd be downloading laughs> for hours. You need to download it overnight. Yeah. And to be the most efficient about it, you wouldn't have been able to do anything while it was downloading. Right. Exactly. You could have read a book. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Well, you I could have wrote a book. Oh, yeah. yeah I could have wrote the next great American novel. Uh, Lord of the Intel chips. Yeah, I'd be I'd be an answer on Jeopardy. While we're <laughs> while we're on the Call of Duty topic, real quick, um, nothing has changed. Same no. game, same gigabytes, so. few yeah. new maps, but uh, it's one of those games that randomly just jump into for I mean, kill a few people and hop out. After you uh, text me about it, I kind of got the urge to play it. I'm being 100 percent honest with you. Like it's one of those games where. You just kind of get the urge, like, go play some deathmatch. Yeah. Well, what we're going to talk about later kind of makes me not even want to jump into that anymore as much. Oh, yikes. Dang. Uh-oh. You know what I mean? So, uh, we'll get there, though. You guys got any other stories? I got a little lighthearted one. It's a really quick one. Uh, Razer has announced a new product. I don't know if you guys saw this. Oh, we're back in the uh, yeah product review. review. Yeah, the hardware product. review uh, uh, segment here. Uh, I can't remember what we called it. Um, I don't know. Do we have a catchphrase for this or no? We just had the rumor round. That's right, rumor round. Uh, well, this is not a rumor. Um, this is something that was uh, talked about. Uh, Razer is teaming up with manufacturer called D Box, and they are making a haptic gaming chair. Okay, so I saw this on the, the docket for today, and um, I looked it up. Why are they calling it a haptic chair? I know. I don't, I don't get why it's haptic when it, it, only, like, it only like moves and um, produces like vibrations. I think it's because it can simulate textures. Like if you're playing a racing game and you're driving over gravel, it can simulate gravel. Okay, well, that's more... Be... That's more than I thought it did. I think haptic might be a new popular buzzword, though. I think it is. I think you're right. Uh, I was getting ready to make that statement, Mark, so I agree 100%. Yeah, that's kind of where I was going with the question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, but, yeah, so what's crazy is that this chair is uh, supposed to be able to offer tactile feedback as, as much as plus or negative one G-force. So, so one so one g being the gravity that we experience on earth right so it's supposed to be able to make you feel like you're doing something on earth so it can't like simulate weightlessness obviously but it can simulate driving on gravel um i'm sure like flight simulator would be cool with it um and they said they're going to make it uh, they're going to program it to be compatible with certain uh movies and music so i don't know what that is going to be like either how do you how does a chair simulate the gravity of earth i don't know man i'm just saying we're on earth i mean to me i feel like the couch could simulate the gravity of earth well it does but it's not actively simulating it it's not i, mean, haptic, I guess Mark. I, I guess oh, yeah, you're right. actually Sorry. it is actively simulating it because you're sitting on the couch but oh we are I, we're gonna poke holes all over razor's marketing yeah. we need to stop deals this yeah we're never gonna get sponsored by razor now um no, but, no, here's I mean, how you turn this around. Know. Here's I'm how you turn it around. You just say, uh, you know, we'll we'll be willing to change our minds with yeah. you know 
if you want to send us a <laughs> test kit of this, we would be happy to review it and tell you exactly what we think. And to show we're sincere, I am going to, I think that it's a great idea to, to market a chair and say it simulates gravity. I'm going to post, I need to, I've got a chair in my living room that we talked about selling. I'm going to post on Facebook Marketplace and be like, it simulates gravity. You will you feel go. like you're it's, sitting in a chair on earth. You're not lying. That's not wrong. That's actually brilliant marketing for uh, <laughs> yeah. Facebook Marketplace ads. This chair simulates gravity. I'll report, report. I'll report back next week and let you know how much we make off of this. Um, please do. Um, <laughs> that would be hilarious. I do have one last little thing connected to this. Uh, okay. To this story. This chair is not the first one to ever do this. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the gamer butt kicker or the butt kicker gamer two. Excuse me. No. Okay. This is an easy clamp, immersive haptic transducer transducer with 90 watt power amplifier. It's $200 and you can strap it to your existing desk chair and have haptic feedback. What is called the gaming butt it's called, kicker? It's called the butt kicker gamer two. Okay. Okay. That's pretty cool. So you can like strap it, I guess, to the bottom of your of your chair. Well, this is cool because I'm looking at it and it says for sim racing. I can kind of see this. Like if I yeah. put this under my seat, that would be kind of cool. Yeah. So I don't know what the what the difference is between this and the Razer one. I think it's because Razer is trying to market it as more of like a multimedia one. So the butt kicker, I think, is more marketed towards like sim racing. And I think the Razer is going to be marketed towards more mainstream like any game can be used with it and and certain movies can make you feel immersed or, or whatever um like mad max fury road would be pretty sweet with a haptic chair what's uh what's the, the have they released a price on this haptic chair? no no i, I think okay. they said uh I'm well, on their it. website it shows it for four hundred dollars the haptic the razor chair the razor chair oh okay well there you go four hundred dollars Oh, and by the way, since it's Razer, the headrest is chroma enabled with RGB lighting. Of course. Oh, of course. Has to be. Yeah. I see you can also add on a uh, RGB floor mat for $130. Jesus. So what if what if one of you buys this chair and then you buy the gaming butt kicker? I mean, how much yeah. more haptic could you be? I know. What would it I wonder if it they would work in tandem? I kind of want the butt kicker. Go for it. But it's unfortunately, I think I'd have to do the butt kicker mini. Yeah. How much <laughs> is it, that? It's $209 and nice. that's too much for me and it's out of stock. Yeah. Well, the mini yeah. is 209 or the, the mini is a uh, 209. Um, wow. I, I saw I, the other one, I think was like the full size, I guess I saw it was on Amazon for 200. Yes. The full size one is 200. So would you have to do the mini just based off the size of your Yeah, I the think seat? the mounting area. Oh. Interesting though. I'm not paying two hundred dollars for a vibrating chair. <laughs> no. But it's cool. Yeah. Uh but guys, you can you can uh rest worry free tonight. There is a 14 day risk free trial with the razor chair that you can return it. They'll even pay your cost of shipping to return it if you don't like it. Yeah, but you would have to disassemble it. 
and nobody's going to do that. Well, that's part of the strategy for you. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. I, I think I have a solution for how you can experience haptic feedback without having to pay a cent for if you wanted to do it like while you're racing. Just get okay. your wife to shake your chair. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, man. For like hours at a time while I'm in a race. Yeah. You say, look, sit back here, read a book, and just, and it's like, it's like practicing, like rocking like a child to sleep, except, you know, she has to do a little bit harder and faster if you, if you run off the track. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if nothing else, you could tell her it's like a great workout. Like if she's, Mark is the marketing master over here. Hey, make it uh, everything. That one might get in trouble. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was gonna say that one. I realized as I said that that one could come out with a t- you know, you get yourself <laughs> in trouble with that one if you didn't word it right. But you like, be very careful. Approach, approach it cautiously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mark, let, let's do you a favor. Let's get off this topic. Yeah, that's my last news story. So I'm, I'm out. <laughs> I'm done. Get Mark out of the hole here. Thank you, uh, Mark. Tell us about Days Gone versus Ghost. I want to know about this. Gladly. So apparently, um, well, when Days Gone came out, uh, it was mixed. It was, you know, received with mixed uh, reviews, Mm -hmm. I think it's fair to say. Um, And I, I remember when it came out, like before it came out, I was like pretty psyched for this game. I thought it looked really, really sick. Um. And then, like, it kind of came out, and I didn't ever hear anything about it. Um, but I did hear that it was, like, had some performance issues, and it was buggy. Um, and today, because of this story, I heard some people saying that it was unplayable at the beginning. Um, but uh, Jeff Ross, who um, worked for the studio that developed uh, Days Gone, came out today and said at the time i left sony days gone had been out for a year and a half and a month and sold over eight million copies it's since gone on to sell more and then a million plus on steam local studio management always made us feel like it was a big disappointment um and so you know and I, i think that it's he's probably not wrong there um especially because the article from games radar i'm reading uh compares it to ghost of Sush- ghost of tsushima um and it actually outsold ghost of Su- Su- ghost. no way <laughs> it's so hard for me to say that yeah um so it is i think now i think days gone is at 10 million or um was at 10 million um you know, at a certain period after launch, then we're, we're like to where Ghost is, and Ghost is at eight million. Now, what happens when they uh, release Ghost on PC? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you better be careful if you're coming for the champ. You better come hard. That's yeah. That's kind of what I'm thinking um, because I mean with. With his own game, it's not unheard of for these, you know, PlayStation exclusives to go to PC. Right. It's going to regret that statement later. I think so. But I thought it was interesting because I know not to get too far into your guys' topic, but I, I know both of you. Um, well, we're, we're going to get to that, Mark. 
I was yeah. gonna say, I know, don't I know, worry. I figured about both that. of you had some uh, some words to say, or will have some words to say. I always have words to say about ghosts. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, we have a uh, we have some exciting exciting things to say. I think. Yep. <clears throat> well, Mark, um, why don't you uh, round us out with that last one you got there? All right. So, Micah, this one this one's a little bit probably for more me and you than Ryan. Um, I, I immediately know what game this is, but I don't know if it's going to be a positive or negative story. So uh, Quantum Dream is developing the new Star Wars Eclipse game that was recently announced. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has also been announced. Um, this this could maybe fit under our rumor, um, but I think it's pretty much rumor around. <laughs> yeah, slight rumor around. Okay. Um but I think it's pretty much confirmed uh, that Quantic Dream is also supposedly working on a social mobile game and a medieval fantasy title. Oh, well, I'm not huge into mobile games, but the, the medieval fantasy title, that's got me uh, intrigued. That was my thoughts exactly. Um, I don't think that they have... Um, you know, obviously put any many details into either one of the other projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, it says in a recent video from renowned Call of Duty leaker Tom Henderson, Henderson claimed that shortly after the release of Detroit Become Human, a few smaller projects were in early development at the studio, but the majority of them were canned. He goes on to state that a mobile game called Spellcaster is still expected to release in the near future, in addition to a medieval fantasy game, which is currently codenamed Dreamland. Dreamland. Okay. So that's, I think that's really all the info we know about them right now, but I was interested to, to see what your thoughts were on, you know, now they're, now we suspect their focus isn't all on this star Wars game. And right. Divide it up. Um, but with, uh, with another interest, at least one other interesting sounding IP. And I think, well, what the key word there, um, that I heard you say is that both of these other projects, they call them smaller. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not, I'm not worried that it's going to impact um, Star Wars. Well, I hope it doesn't because um, I'm super pumped about that. Um, and I'll, I'll circle back to something we talked about weeks ago, Mark, but I don't think we ever brought up on the podcast. Um, but anyway, the medieval fantasy I would love to see it. I, and there's two ways that it, it could go. And I would be interested in either of these two ways. One would be kind of like a gritty realist exploration of like, you know, living different lives of people in the medieval society. So looking at how absolutely dog crap life was as a peasant versus, you know, living a de- decent uh, survival as, you know, a, a decent existence as a, a noble. That would be cool. Um, or exploring like medieval folk tales, uh, which kind of is what the code name reminds me of, like Dreamland. So I don't know if this is going to be a more of like a fantasy, like fairy tale type world, or a more realistic type world. Do you have a one that you would prefer? Well, I'm um, I'm always one for realism, um, but the only the only the only reason I, I kind of hesitate here is because i don't really like the cheerful fairy tales i like the grim fairy tales yeah so i think that's why i like 
the gritty realism of medieval settings but if it was like a grim fairy tales kind of like fairy tale horror i'd be i'd be down for that like yeah, the actual that, real version of fairy tales yeah that would be that's pretty much exactly how i would how i would feel about it you know i would rather if it's going to be you know the uh you know black butter butterflies and rainbows right. fairy tales yeah count me out right it, i would rather have the gritty dark realism but like the only just, like you said go ahead i was gonna say the the only game that i can think of that did the butterfly and rainbow fairy tales really good was a uh expansion for the witcher 3 um blood and wine one of the major quests you get sucked into this dream world and it's very pretty very fairy tale like but the people in it are just as horrible as they are in the stories yeah, that I need to play Witcher Three. You do, you do. I'm getting closer and closer to that conclusion. <laughs> you have to. I, I'm I'm trying to hold out till I can build a PC. You know what I've, I've learned? Back there you go. There you Micah go. Micah will just keep driving something into your head until you just do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah but here's bite the bullet. In my defense, the only games I do this about are games that I I really think you would like, and I'm usually right. That's not to fair. like beat my own horn or toot my own horn here, but I'm, I'm usually right. That's fair, and it's not like you're the only person in the world saying, you know, these like Ghost of Tsushima or Witcher Three are good games, right? I'll, I'll tell you, you this: have some some pretty serious backing. Coming Sorry. up in the later segment, um, I pursued one game Micah suggested, and I'll let you know if, if his uh, horn needs to be tooted or not. <laughs> <laughs> toot my horn. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's, man uh, hey there you go that's that's a uh, that's an episode title right there yeah ryan toots micah's horn oh that one might get... <laughs> maybe we need to put that one in the description <laughs> what are the title um uh, but to kind of circle back to what we talked about uh and to get off that uh transition maybe, Mark... maybe we just need to stick with micah toots his own horn <laughs> yeah 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 that's more yeah um the other thing I, I did want to mention about uh, what we talked about, Mark, I don't know if you remember this conversation, this image I, I uh, sent to you in, in text, but um, the Star Wars Eclipse, uh, I think I can say that I have a um, prediction of who these alien creatures are in the trailer that have no nose. Uh, all I will say is look up the cover of the novel about Darth Plagueis. Yeah, that one, that was a pretty good conversation we had. Yeah, it looks like, it looks like Darth uh, Plagueis, Plagueis, whatever, whatever, how you call it. But if that's true, I will be super pumped. Yeah, that would, yeah, that would be pretty cool. Um, Because who doesn't want to see that? I know, (laughs) I know. It, they would make a game out of the meme. Have you heard the tale, the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? Do you in these impressions? It's not a story the Jedi would tell. All right, I, I, I like to host this podcast to, you know, for the content just as much as I like hearing all the impressions <laughs> Micah brings to the table. That's what hey, Micah's full of energy tonight. I am. I've I had uh, I had a lot of coffee at work today. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll crash in about 30 minutes though. So, 
So we got to wrap this up in 30 yeah. minutes. Well, you'll, you'll start, you'll start noticing. I'll just be like this disappearing. <laughs> well, Micah, I think you're going to specifically like one of the games, maybe two in the PlayStation lineup for January. Oh, excellent. I, I don't know if you've seen them yet, but they, they have been released already and I've claimed all three. I haven't downloaded them yet. I'm going to start with the one you probably will not like. Okay. Mark might like this one. We're going with Dirt 5. Okay, well, interesting. I, not for me, but not yeah, for me. Probably, but I'd at least game. try it out. I'd, get, I'd, I'd drive around on it. Yeah. Uh, you know, so not super excited about them, but it's not bad. Uh, but I will say that I think PlayStation has really stepped it up this month with their free games. Um, I think they've hit pretty much you know, a little bit of everything and, you know, they're, they're actually uh, somewhat, you know, people know these titles, you know, they're not just like, what the heck is that? Mm -hmm. Uh, But anyway, the one that I'm most excited about is deep rock galactic. Oh yeah. Yeah, I have heard about that. So that's free. And you know, that's PS five release. So that's co-op multiplayer. That could be really fun. Is that one? I don't think it's cross-platform. I don't. I don't know. Uh, uh, it's released on Xbox, but um, yeah, I've, and I've got it on I Steam. I doubt How is it, it is. Pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's uh, I mean, it's kind of like it makes me think of like Left for Dead, but you're dwarves and you're fighting aliens. Yeah, I think it's gonna be fun though. Yeah, I, I definitely, like I said, I claimed it. I'm definitely going to give it a whirl at some point. If it's not now, at least it's in the account. Um, and then Micah, for you, mm-hmm. Persona 5 Strikers. Hey, okay. Okay. I, I can. Are you uh, here for it? I'm here for anything Persona related. Um, I would be more excited if it was an actual like Persona RPG, but I'm here for a good fighting game. I mean,. So I think this is PlayStation's way of uh, stepping up 2022. Yeah. So, sorry, not to interrupt or anything. Uh, Deep Rock Galactic is crossplay between uh, Xbox and Windows 10 PC only. Dang. Well, that's better than nothing. Yeah. So, Micah, you uh, you're a Persona fan? Uh, yes, I love Persona. Just, I've been, a, been a Persona fan since, and I actually didn't start with the Persona uh, series. I started with its kind of like cousin series, uh, Shin Megami Tensei. I just picked up Persona 4 Golden on Steam during the holidays. Nice. Tell. It's good. Yeah, that's that's what I heard a lot of. So I figured, you know, might as well pick it up while I was on sale. Give it yeah. a try. Uh, Mark, if you like it. Way... Oh, go ahead, Micah. I was going to say, if you like it, just go to Persona 5. That's all I'm going to say. All right. Only if you like Persona 4, though. But Persona 5, I think, is a better game. Okay. I'll keep it in mind. I was going to say, Mark, uh, Micah likes any JRPG. That's yeah, true. I figured it was That's a fair. also true. Yeah. It was a fair uh, you know, shot that he would like it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true. Speaking of Japan, do we want to go ahead and transition? I think it's we time. can. That's a slick transition. It yeah. was. I like it. Um, so I actually I have to give a shout out to my neighbor. I don't know if he's going to listen or not, but um, he sent me a picture of a PS5 bundle he got, 
and um, one of the games in it was Ghost of Tsushima. And uh, I told him I was debating buying it. And he's like, dude, just borrow it for a little while. I'm going to play Final Fantasy VII. So um, I took Micah's suggestion, and uh, it, it did pay off. I'll give him credit. It, it was yep. worth the hype. Toot that uh, horn. Yep. You can toot it, Micah. <laughs> yep. Uh, but anyway, I played it. I played the entire story through. I'm still working on a lot of side quests and, uh, you know, liberating a lot of cities in the, in the game, but the gameplay is fantastic. It's beautiful. Um, I didn't really run into any issues with the game either. Uh, it was smooth. Uh, Mike, have you ran into any problems with it? Like anything buggy? Um, no, the only thing I can say is that sometimes because of the way that the camera doesn't auto track, uh, yeah. you can kind of back yourself into a corner. That would be the only, that's I, a very small, that. that's a very small nitpick, but I, that's something I noticed if, if it yeah. had more of a better tracking system, but, but no other, other than that, there's no crashes or, um, right. you know, and the load times are spectacular. I mean, oh my gosh, the fast um, travel yeah, is ridiculous. It's unreal. But um, I, I, I just love the combat and, and you know how, so good. how the mechanics are. When you get that perfect parry, it's just it's so yeah. satisfying. And the way and the feedback that you get on the dual sense is yes. next level. It is. I mean, the clashing of the swords. Yeah. You know, what I mean, it's just, and you can hear the blades sliding yeah. against each other, and your on your controller, like it's it's really cool. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm giving this one rave reviews. I will say it's one of the best PlayStation games I've played in a long time. There it is. There it is. I agree. Putting it out there. I agree a hundred percent. And uh, you know the the characters in the story, fantastic. Uh, when I was fighting Kong, uh, Khan, I mean, it was just like, it was so intense. I feel like I was sweating. Yeah. Uh, they but, do a really good job uh, in one-on-one -on -one fights in the duels to make it feel like, like a real sense of danger. Like, I don't know how to, I don't know. Do you, do you understand kind of what I'm saying, Ryan? Like, yeah, there's the fighting when you're fighting like just soldiers, but then when you are actually fighting these sword duels with against other samurai or against you know certain other people in the story it just becomes so cinematic it's almost like i mean yeah, you're invested yeah it's it's so good it it's like a um the original lightsaber duels from the star wars uh original trilogy where it was kind of like not a lot of spinny flashy moves but each strike has like purpose you know what i mean Mm -hmm. uh, it's so good it's such a cinematic game and um I, I do like how they give you two different endings yep uh we won't we won't reveal what that is but uh you have no honor but i did take the honorable route i did too the other it sucks but so does the other ending so <laughs> i mean it's bittersweet i think is the best way to say it i was okay with it yeah i, I felt like it was necessary but like I said, I, I love how you can you can play uh, like you can just go running in. You can play like a sneak style. Mm -hmm. um, you can you know it just gives you the freedom. But fantastic yeah. game. I'm I'm yeah I'm still stoked about this game. And in in case anyone else is is uh, sad that maybe we will never see another ghost game, uh, Ghost of Tsushima takes place during a real historical event 
right? The, but it's the first Mongol invasion of Japan. The Mongols come back again um, uh, decades in the future. So there is room for a sequel. That's going to be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Has some callbacks to this game and the next game. Yeah. So, Micah, give us a – I know you're – to kind of go off that, you've got the uh, expansion and the Legends mode. Do you want to share a little bit about yeah. that? Yeah. Um, so, I haven't played a whole lot of the expansion yet. Um, but it is – what I've played so far is really cool. It, you travel to a new uh, location uh, called Iki Island um, uh, off the coast of Tsushima. And it has more of a mystical, supernatural type story. Like you're fighting against this leader who uh, invokes shamans of uh, the Tengri, the great, uh, great blue sky, um, God, the religion of the Mongols. Uh, and it has more of like a horror vibe to it where they use like torture and um, uh, other methods. I don't want to spoil the story to really strike fear in the heart of the population there um but it's so far it's really good it's it's uh the story of the expansion is just as good as the main story um but legends mode um i really love it i think uh ryan you and i played we played quite a bit of it um but for me I, this is one of the most unique and fun um com, uh, uh cooperative multiplayer experiences i've had in a while yeah, I agree. I'm kind of hoping that uh, my neighbor lets me hang on to it for a little bit longer so I can keep trying out different modes. But yeah, uh, like I was talking about earlier, whenever I was playing Call of Duty, the multiplayer Legends mode of Ghost makes me enjoy that much more. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it, it gives you that Call of Duty feel, but in it, the gameplay as of right now is much better, I feel like. Oh, yeah, it certainly is. I mean, that sharp, crisp combat yeah, and, and it's matchmaking. really well. So I mean, yeah, yeah it's very similar, you know, style. Yeah, we need to line. we need to try the uh, we need to try the versus mode. Um, I'm curious to see how that how that is. Well, you just let me know. I'm ready. Yeah, I mean we we did we've done pretty well with the uh, cooperative. We beat the story. Um, we've survived at least one horde mode. Um, but once we work our equipment up to level 100, that's when we unlock the raids. Okay. So I got a while, I got a ways to go. I'm only like level 37 or something like that, but, um, well, I'm chasing you. So yeah, it's, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. Mark, this is a game that you're going to have to get. Yeah. That's I, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing that. Yeah. Mark, I've heard, if it, uh, if it makes sorry. you feel better, it's a game I got to buy too. <laughs> I was going to say, well, even, you know, I've, I've seen Ryan stops home for the holidays and everything. Um, and, him and I actually played another game together. So I was at uh, his house for a night and, uh, you know, seeing how quickly Ryan was on board, uh, you know, my, I wanted the game already, but that definitely sealed it. You know what I mean? I'm just waiting to get that P I'm waiting for the PS five that I don't, yeah, I don't want to play it on yeah. PS four. If, well, you know, if, I, if I can play it on PS five. Well, here's a story that was published on December 28th, 2021. Okay, this could be a rumor round. All right, just putting that out there. But the headline, I'll just read the headline. I haven't read the whole story yet, but it's from Screen Rant. Headline is Ghost of Tsushima PC retail listing hints at Steam release. Mm, so, would you guys get it on PC? And I would quickly. 
would the so you can use like PlayStation controllers through Steam and everything. Would would haptic feedback? I don't know about that. I think you can use it, but the haptic feedback is not there. Yeah. Okay. So it's not like a feature built. I don't know, Mark. I would. I'd get it on PlayStation. Like I would too. I mean, if you got to get that, you got to yeah. use the dual sense. That's what I was going to ask. Is would the would y'all miss haptic feedback in that game? Now, yes. yes. Yeah. But before, when I played it without it, it was still a great game. But now that I played it with haptics, I'm like this there's no other way mark the <laughs> combat with the when you have your swords clash and even the arrows when you're shooting an arrow it's unreal man yeah that's that was what i was interested in the most is like you know knocking an arrow and pulling it back and how that feels it's, oh, it's good, really good yeah so uh, that, that i'll probably get it on playstation i'll wait it out for ps5 until i and then once i play it on playstation first i might get it on pc there you go there you go yeah. well mark uh you want to dive into the other game we we tackled? Let me get a lot of time off. Can I interrupt real quick? I have just one last quick thing to say about Ghost. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. You, uh, Sorry. you missed from, your chance. It's from this article. <laughs> I don't know if you guys knew this, but a live action Ghost of Tsushima movie is in the works by the John Wick director. Ooh. Wow. And he promised that his version will remain true to the game. You know what? I, I That just made me like shiver. I was not gonna, gonna say, lie. We've we've not said great things about video game movie adaptions, but the John the, Wick director, bro, I, I'll give him the benefit here. I was gonna say th- this could be the might be uh, the one, the exception to the rule. He's beginning to believe. Yeah, I, I'm here for that one. I wonder anyway. if we'll get a uh, a live action remake of the game Ryan and I are about to discuss. <laughs> I, I, I I tell you what, interested. if. If there is, I'm going to go see it. Yeah, I will yeah too. you have to. Just based on that one thing that I think, Ryan, you text me about yeah. being cer- a certain species fighting for another species, I, yeah, that, would, that I, would make me go see it. All right, I'll bring it up. So go ahead and dive in, Mark. Give them a taste. <laughs> well, uh, I'll say uh, it took two to complete this game. Hey, there it is. Uh, so Ryan and I tackled it takes two uh which won the uh, game of the year award for 2021 and i think both of us agree that we can see how it or why why it was the one to take it home interesting um i was curious and to be honest i going into it, i did not i did not know what to expect and i definitely didn't i, I wasn't hyped or excited that an ea game one game of the year mm-hmm um and are they were they the developers or the publishers i think just publish okay um yeah this game i think definitely deserved game of the year if for no other reason that it from the uniqueness uh right i'll let you kind of tell about how unique it was since yeah i mean we played a way out which was you know the same developer um and that was a good game but it was pretty much all story and but it left a lot to be desired but it had mm-hmm. good bones and so this, I guess, is the second game from that developer, and it was fantastic. Um, it was completely different than what I expected. I didn't really know what to expect, but I was kind of just expecting, you know, a co-op, kind of like a almost like a Spyro feel. I don't know what I was expecting, but it was wild. Um, I, I, I joke about it because I say the guy who developed this or wrote the story for it had to be on drugs when he did. Uh but it was it was great, um, I, I, and the part that you're talking about, Micah, 
uh, just so everyone that is listening can know. Uh, my favorite part of the game is probably um, when I was working for the squirrels, fighting a mechanical wasp against <laughs> these, I don't even know, colony of bees. Um, <laughs> that's so I mean, weird. Like that, that's how bizarre the whole game was to be, to be fair. But that was probably my favorite part. Uh, I don't know about you, Mark. Yeah. I, my favorite part is uh, the chapter when you're going into the magic castle. Um, uh, I, I think it's chapter four, maybe. Um, but you're like going the, the two characters, Cody and may um, I was may and Ryan was Cody. Uh, are basically trying to figure out how to like reverse the spell that puts them that makes them into these dolls um and you i don't want to spoil it mike in case you ever want to play or anyone listening um but basically they have this idea that they need to make their daughter cry and they come up with a certain way to do that and you have to go through the magic castle to get there um (laughs) and but what i what I thought was really cool is when you get to the magic castle, the game goes from playing like um, like a typical third person co-op game to almost playing like an action RPG. Like you get the isometric view and it, you're like going through the castle and it's kind of like, feels like a dungeon crawler. That's and cool. like Cody has, is like, he has like, you know, he's like a wizard for this section and may mm-hmm. has like a sword that's on fire and you have different abilities that like you, you know, your the square button does like a, a, a an ability, and triangle does like your special attack. Like that's cool. I, I, yeah, I thought that was definitely probably my favorite part, uh, just because I don't know, I didn't see it coming. And it was cool to yeah. that they I changed love, up so much. I love when games mix up mechanics like that. Um, yeah, it reminds me. I don't know if you guys ever played this, but uh, South Park Stick of Truth. Uh, when you go to Canada, everything turns into eight bit, kind of like an old eight bit <laughs> Mario game. But anyway, that that's the kind of stuff I love. Like just little yeah. throwbacks to other genres of games. I, yeah, I, mean, I'm the I same would. Way. I would do this another playthrough. Like that's how good it is. Oh wow! Yeah, I'd I'd like to play through it as Cody. I think. Yeah, because Micah, in this game, each person has like unique abilities. Okay. And it changes through each chapter. So like one like I, I don't want to give a lot away, but basically, you know. Cody can do one thing and May can do one thing, and they have to work together using those two talents to make mm-hmm. it through. And it changes at each chapter. Yeah, and they 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 fit very well within the chapter that yeah. you they're going through. That's interesting. That's cool. I can see now. In, I, yeah. There's more to this game than I assume just based on you know screenshots. So, Micah, we we did couch co-op. I um. So I have a free friends pass. So you and I could, I'd play another round through if you want to give it a whirl one day mm-hmm. or, you know, it'll take more than one day. It actually took us about 13 hours. Good night. Yeah, I, it's definitely worth it, Micah. If, That's longer than I thought. Like a, a weekend to kill. Yeah. Um, but oh, dang, I was about to say something. Um, but the story makes it and the quirky, mm-hmm. the quirky mechanics, uh, it just all, it fits perfectly. I will say this. I, I just remember I was say my favorite character is Doctor Riktav or Doctor Hakeem. Um, he's like this book of love that comes to life, uh, and he is hilarious <laughs> through Hakeem. the whole game. Oh His yeah, collaboration. I, they did. They did. Uh, they did Cody wrong in this game. Yeah, they did him dirty. They they, oh, they, they made him made him fat, made him dumb. I mean, dang, bro. But, but it's fun. It was fun. Yeah, he someone had to be the butt of the joke. That's true. 
I do know one part that uh, Ryan and I both were ready to throw the controller at the TV. Um, the Hell Tower. Yeah, you got to do the Hell Tower if you get this game. You yeah, find the Hell Tower and do it. Yeah, it's, it's so uh, rewarding when you when you complete it though. But hard we, to do. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting okay. We've probably spent an hour trying to get up this thing. <laughs> at Dang. least. That's an additional hour outside of the storyline. Yeah, it's it's just like a little side thing that you find. Um, Jeez, it's it's an experience, it, okay. and it's almost like out of left field because the whole game up until then is, it's not like you know turn your mind off easy. Like I mean, yes, yeah. it's, it's pretty close. It's and approachable. Then, yeah, like you know, someone who doesn't play video games could play this all the way through, right? But they would definitely struggle at the Hell Tower. <laughs> Little okay. little one, uh, addition last, there for the hardcore gamers. One last thing on this uh, topic, but I will say what I did like about this co-op game is at no point did we have to Google what we had to do. It made us think. Oh, that's cool. But it was never like, like it didn't make sense. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It, like we thought about like, how do we get over there? And then we'd, we'd find something or, or it would throw us like a, a, a simple hint and it'd be like, oh, I bet we got to do that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it flowed perfect. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, the, the I, yeah the puzzles are very well done in the way that like like Ryan's saying like it makes you think but then like it's never like to the point where you're like dude what is going on like you know you, it, it'll click and it's it was always pretty satisfying figuring it out like right yeah you know, like, they don't they don't ever try to do something that's just like a cheap trick no. trying like keep you from figuring it out yeah no it's it keeps you moving. So those were my two big games that I played over the break. Um, so guys, that's 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 it for me. Actually, uh, I did purchase some on Steam, and so probably the next couple episodes, we'll I'll dive into some of those. But that's it for me. Nice. Um, I have I played another game. I didn't play much of it. I'm not going to talk about it too much. Um, I think I've mentioned it on here before that I haven't beaten this yet, but. I have never played all the way through Horizon Zero Dawn, and I have made it a mission that I'm going to beat this game before the next one comes out. All right. I have to, because I'm getting the next to. one. <laughs> you just spoke it, so you have yeah. to. Yeah, I'll do it now. Well, Micah, I'm, I'm on a similar path, a uh, totally different kind of game. Um, oh, I know. Been trying to get more into like the classic RPGs started with Baldur's Gate, but I feel totally aimless in that game. So I figured I'll start with a more modern one and maybe work myself back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've been working through pillars of eternity. I uh, picked that one up and dead fire on the holiday sale. Nice. Um, about seven hours in and have you, do you remember Roderick's hold or Radrick's hold? Yes. And I uh, just, tried to walk through the front gates of there shortly before we started Uh-oh. recording <laughs> had a rude awakening <laughs> oh that game uh, is hard man but it is a good game so far it hasn't i i'm i'm not playing i think i'm playing it on easy uh just because i wanted to like one i, I kind of just wanted to know the story and i really just wanted to like you know actually learn the mechanics of how this game works um so i'm, I'm definitely gonna do more playthroughs but for now i just kind of want to learn everything so it right. hasn't been overwhelming for me yet um but i did read that the game's difficulty doesn't necessarily change how hard 
or how often an enemy hits you or how much health they have. It just, it mainly changes um, like what type of enemy you might encounter in a certain yeah, area exactly. and how many enemies there are in an encounter. Yeah. It's kind of like if you imagine encounter difficulty in, in D and D like, mm -hmm. yeah, basically changes what you're encountering and, and how many. And I'll tell you, man, like on some of the upper difficulties, it is brutal. Like you'll just wander into an area and just get murked. Yeah, that that's what I've heard. I was I, I don't remember what they call their highest difficulty, um, but I've I've been reading up on you know it's like a on the higher difficulties you can get like one shot, yeah, anywhere you go. And, yep. and So that's not for me. I'm not that say, much for purists. No, <laughs> maybe one day for me. But back when I had 18 hours a day to play video games, you know, yeah, but not anymore. Right. Right now, easy is the uh, speed for me, I think. Yep. Easy is the new hard anyway. Come on. That's true. It's a pandemic out here, man. We're not trying to make life more difficult. Yeah, I'm not trying to add any unnecessary, any unnecessary stress to my exactly. life. Exactly. But uh, yeah, other than that, I think that kind of wraps it up for me. Cool. Anything else, fellas? I'm, I'm out. I'm out of uh, topics. It's been a good that's... week, and we'll, uh, you know, we got some more gaming to do this week. Yep. Oh yes. Yeah, my my semester starts on Monday, so I gotta live it up while I can. Ouch. Well, it's, it's rapidly I feel for approaching. You, man. Yeah. Enjoy these last few days of, of freedom. <laughs> yep. Enjoy. You got some quick. snow up your way though. Yeah, well, and not. Are you not, at school sorry, right now, or? Yeah, I actually just got back up to Boone. Okay. Uh, not long ago, um, and it snowed some today, but they're expecting it to like yeah, really pretty, hit tonight. Exactly. Tomorrow at eight a.m. the the real feel is negative five. Yep, I remember those days. <laughs> you need to run to Peabody's, get you some beer, and then just stay in the apartment. Yep. Yeah, actually, I I took care of all of that this morning, so I could perfect. Do, so I could do just that. Perfect. There it is. So I'm set. I'm ready for some snow. <laughs> well, my, it's, it's, it looked like snow down my way. The sky was all all gray and flat. So I think I think it's coming tonight. Yeah, nothing for me. Nothing's better than like it's snowing outside and a good scary movie. So there that, you go. It's Perfect. looking like that might be the strap for me tonight. There you go. So uh, I guess uh, we'll talk to y'all in a bit. Yeah, I uh, thank you for rejoining us after the break. Uh, we hope you guys enjoy the holiday, whatever holiday you celebrate. And uh, we'll be back with you next week. See you then. All right. See you guys. Peace.